From beanies to carry bags and from shoes to caps, browse our shop now at tntradio.live. Abby Roberts on today's News Talk. TNT. Hello world, I'm Abby Roberts and this is the Abby Roberts Show here on today's News Talk TNT. It's quite literally dynamite. Yes, it's Friday morning in the UK. It's absolutely pissing it down with rain, hence the hair. This is not good weather for this kind of hair. But anyway, I made it here and I'm alive at the end of another week. So hello to the fantastic Australian viewers. It's about 6pm, I think, in Britain. And also to the American viewers, uh, I don't know if uh, you're up yet, it's about 3am or something like that, maybe in New York City. So uh, welcome to all the new listeners and viewers. Great to be here. Got a great show coming up. I have a very, very special guest. His name is Dominic Frisby. I'm uh, delighted to uh, be welcoming on a bit later. So just to remind you that you can talk to me in the live chat, uh, which is now uh, saying good morning, Abbe Boridar. Abbey, lots of Welsh people in the uh, everyday in the chat, which is lovely. Uh, you can also uh, get an app on your phone if that's the kind of phone you have. If you haven't got that kind of phone, don't worry about it. It's all fine. You can also email me, Abby Roberts at tntradio.live, and you can also go old school and get on the old dog and bone. Yeah, and these are the numbers to call. Thanks for listening to us. Now, we want to listen to you. Our lines are open from the U.S. and Canada. Call 1-888-201-6425. From the U.K., call 033-0024-1026. And from Australia and New Zealand, call 1-800-670-310. Free speech is alive and well on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. Free speech is indeed alive and well. There's no excuse. Get on the phone. You know the numbers. And also it's tntradio.live is uh, where you can get the app. And you can also, that's the name of the website. So really, you've got all the information you need. So come on, let's get the, uh, let's get, in fact, apparently my uh, my viewing figures are very, very good. I was told yesterday, which is marvellous. So thank you very much for supporting me uh, in the uh, in my endeavour on the app. In my endeavour, what is this? Bloody hell, a serious news programme on the Abbey Roberts show. So, um, th- something that's, uh, that's I've been draw- drawn attention to uh, on Twitter, and yesterday I had a lovely guest, um, Callum Smiles, and we were talking about the farmers' protests, and basically the evil bastards who were taking over the world and uh, wanting to do a land grab and talk about deployment change, and, oh, these are the kind of foods we're going to make you eat. So, shall we have a look at one of the most evil bastards uh, in the world talking about it? Our food systems are harming the health of people and planet. Food systems contribute to over 30... Our food systems are harming the health of people and planet. Food systems contribute to over 30% of greenhouse gas emissions and account for almost one-third of the global burden of disease. Transforming food systems is therefore essential by shifting towards healthier, diversified, and more plant-based diets. If food systems delivered healthy diets for all, we could save 8 million lives per year. WHO is committed to supporting countries to develop and implement policies to improve diets and fight climate change. 
I'm therefore very pleased that over 130 countries have signed the COP28 UAE Declaration on Climate and Health. Together, we can protect and promote the health of both people and planet. Both people. <laughs> God, it was so boring. I drifted off again. Uh, that was uh, Tedros Galilolidos. I can't remember his name. Uh, the WHO man. What an evil bastard. So he's saying that basically uh, we're going to do this whether you like it or not. Uh, we're going to decide what you have on your land. Uh, you're going to have plant based. See all the little, all the buzzwords, plant based. Uh, we're going to decide what you want for your, uh, for your health. And uh, even though we are an organisation that uh, terrified the world with a deadly with a deadly virus and we've probably got another one coming up any minute like buses bloody viruses anyone coming along any, any second now uh, and uh, released uh, some vaccines which are doing untold damage around the world apparently tedros who is a commie by the way a proper communist is worried about your health and what kind of uh, so basically all this thing about we're going to uh, take away plant-based so essentially lots of trees no animals which poses a bit of a problem because if you think about it uh are we going to then just turn into grazing like deer are we going to like wander around forests and start eating trees um it's absolutely absurd and like i said yesterday you know this is all very very interesting and i said on my podcast last night uh abby daily i said this is uh, it's made me think a lot about most of the 20th century, which was taken up by uh, a lot of dictators, Stalin, uh, Mao, Pol Pot, North Korea, roughly in that order. So you've got sort of Stalin in the sort of 20s uh, to the mid mid 50s. Then you've got uh, then you've got Mao, who was kind of 50s to sort of 60s, his Cultural Revolution. Then you've got Pol Pot, who was kind of more in the 70s. About four years, uh, Pol Pot. It was something like. Um, it was something like uh, in his in his reign. It was something like two two million uh, just in one little four year period. Two million people just basically uh, died of starvation and overwork, and uh, and they were or executed. What lovely people! And then you move into North Korea uh, in the nineties. So bear in mind, this is a huge span of the twentieth century, and then you get into ninety four to ninety eight, and uh, in the, uh, the 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 Great Famine. I mean, there's been. I have to say, famine uh, is is a word that is uh, they they love it. The dictators absolutely bloody love a good famine, and um, North Korea. You had uh, uh, Kim Jong Il, or Kim Jong. Sounds like a Beastie Boys song. <laughs> Kim Jong Il man, Kim Jong Un, whichever whichever what it was uh, in in the nineties, um, who basically uh, over that period of time again four years. Yeah, they also love their four five year spans, don't they? Love a bit of a plan, love a bit of a four five year plan, and that is, uh, I mean that is, uh, uh, I mean millions and millions of people so bad in North Korea that they actually started eating uh, each other just to stay alive. Uh, so that is what happens. Yeah, they resorted to cannibalism. So those over that period of time, uh, you've got, we've got people. It is a warning. It is a warning um, that when you have uh, when you have uh, when you have people that are uh, you know hell bent on uh, basically controlling land populations, what people eat, then that is what's going to happen. So. It's all there, guys. I know people go, or oh, history is history really true? Yes, 
because I've met people who uh, basically their families were taken away under Stalin. When I was living in Russia, I did, as I've explained yesterday, I have had a, a long, uh, most of my life's been associated with Russia in one way or another. And I have met people who got knock, knock, knock on the door either with uh, Lenin and then with Stalin. And it was like, we're going to, we're going to, uh, yeah, sorry, you're going you're to come with us, please. And then never seen again. Uh, and the Kulaks. And actually, interesting, the farmers, the peasants and the farmers, they are, they, they very much are a signifier that things are, have gone too far. Because when you get peasants and farmers and, and people that toil the land on their tractors pushing back, you, you know you're in trouble. Essentially, you know that we we know that we've passed, we've crossed the Rubicon. I think we have probably crossed the Rubicon a long time ago. Now, I believe um, we have a certain, oh, early, bit premature, unlike you, Siv, my darling, to be premature. Uh, we have a, a young Siv on the phone. Hang on, let me do the music. Do, 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 do. <laughs> I like, Come the, in, I like the way you said. I like the way you said it's unlikely for me to be premature. That gives me a taste of something to look for when I hit the late fifties or sixties. So thank you very much. I really wanted to know all that. Uh, Bless you, mate. Yes, you're welcome. <laughs> well, first of all, good morning to all all, our, all uh, my favourite people in the UK. Uh, good morning to all those people on a, some London road struggling because of Sadiq Khan. Good morning to all those people who are sitting on a train, a bus or a tube next to somebody who smells like something they've eaten the night before. I'm sorry about that. I advise. And, uh, and, and basically, good morning to all those uh, people out there who pretty much have had enough of the world but uh, you, you're just you're just plodding along anyway. Keep doing that. Just a quick response to that whole thing about Tedros. Look, whenever mm. he starts talking, I just rebel. I just go and get the biggest piece of meat I can, and I just go chewing on it because it's about time we actually rebelled against these people. I mean, there's more of us than there is of them. They might be powerful, but there is more of us than there than there is of them. And I them and I think it's about time that we stood out for our stood up for ourselves. And actually rebelled. So every time you hear this lecherous piece of crap come on the air and actually make his speech, right, you mm. go over there and you get your biggest piece of steak, your biggest piece of lamb, whatever you can find. Just get the biggest piece. I don't care. And just rebel against this nonsense. It's about bloody time we did. Because I'm just about over being told what I can eat, being told what I should be doing with myself, being told to drink responsibly. Get out of our lives, government. Get out of our bloody lives. Because you're making it, making making people miserable, and you di and you're, uh, you're you're damaging their mental health with all this absolute bump, you people. Good to talk to you, Abby. Good to talk to you, Sif. Blimey, he's woken me up. Uh, I was literally, as you noticed, I was half asleep listening to Tedros Gelalalalalos, whatever his name is, um, WHO. But Sif is definitely definitely woke. Yeah, so uh, do what Sif says. Get the biggest beat of meat. Be <laughs> It's, it's going to go double entendre, isn't it? Or even single entendre, in my case. Just get a big bit of meat and just get it in your gob and just chew it down and rebel. Just go out and just get a lamb, just kill it, cook it, and just go, ah, and with the blood dripping down your dripping down your face. I might have gone a little bit too far. That's not like me. Uh, anyway, uh, very we've got a very, very special guest coming up uh, very shortly, Mr. Dominic Frisbee, the first little sweeper. Clashing on the controversies. It's a woke society, and I am fed up with it. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Bye, mate. So nice to see you. Right, I'm back. I am back with my one and only guest, uh, which is, uh, I love doing it when it's just, we've got a lot of time to speak. Uh, Dominic Frisby. Dom, how are you? I'm very well, thank you, Abby. How's it going? 
Yes, it's it's uh, it's all good. Uh, it's quite early for me. <laughs> it's 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 taken me a what taken me about a month to get used to uh, sort of getting up quite early. Are you are you yeah. a morning person, Dom? No, I'm sort of reasonable morning person, but it is early for me as well. I didn't even realise that this was an Australian show. I I just assumed it was an English show, and then suddenly everyone talking to everyone, they've got all got Australian accents, and I learn it goes out in the Gold Coast. <laughs> it does. So, yeah, the Gold Coast. We've got lovely Murray, who you will have spoken to, who I can see, and he's beaming. Yeah. And it's so lovely because if I do say something relatively funny, it's nice uh, and nice to see him smile. Otherwise, it's just me in a dark room on my own. Um, Dom, I guess so. And they're not all Aussies aren't all jaded like the English are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's wonderful. It gives it peps me up. You've got a wonderful song out, which I which I want to play now, and then we'll have a little chat. Uh, because okay. it's fantastic. So let's roll. Uh, I want to be in the Illuminati. Cheers, Maury. I dream of a better future for me and my family, though mainly me. I'll scheme with the rich and powerful Life would be so easy I wanna be in the Illuminati How do you get into the club? I want an invite to an Epstein party Bet it's even better than the pub I want to formulate the new world order And join the 0.1% I really want to be a duke or lord or baron in a one-world government They're known to be prone to paedophilia Their symbols a triangle with an eye And with Satan they're familiar Thirteen pure bloodlines Yikes how they like to harvest adrenaline And inject the blood of juveniles It is rumoured they are aliens Some form of reptile Yes, they are blessed, such success Is why some think they're wizards But no, that's not so, don't you know They are shape-shifting lizards I'll sell my soul to the Illuminati For lots of glory, wealth and fame To be a Rothschild, a DuPont, a Barclay I'll do anything, I have no shame how do you get in the Illuminati? Just like Madonna and Will Smith Barack Obama, Angelina Jolie I applied and they replied as if I want to stop you all from reproducing Impose population control I'll claim that human numbers need reducing So Bill Gates can vaccinate the proles I want to be in the same gang as Beyonce With secret codes and hieroglyphs I want to go to Davos with the nonces Sacrifice some babies with Sam Smith I want to operate the banking system Own all the assets in the land I want to snigger while the plebs eat insects Be in the Bilderberg group And hang out with former Nazis Worship the Prince of Darkness Control the Tory party Write songs with Paul McCartney an 
so good so bloody good i played it about nine times last night uh dom no. um <laughs> It's so it's so good. Um, when I was watching it now, because I've, I've also listened to your Delling Pod uh, with James. Um, oh yeah. Am I right? Am I right in saying which is also brilliant? Am I right in saying although um, he does, I did count as usual on the Delling Pod about four times where he says, "Have you read so and so?" And it's the most obscure novel uh, known to man. <laughs> mm-hmm. But anyway, um, that's his. That's that's uh, that's what I love about him. Um, uh, is there, it, was there a lot of tongue-in-cheek stuff when you were doing this where you're also having a bit of a dig at people that believe that Beyonce uh, uses hieroglyphs to send secret signals to people? Well, um, it all started... My son uh, bought me a book on conspiracy theories. And, um, like, you know, the thing about conspiracy theories is some of them are mental, but some of them mm. are true. <laughs> and yes uh, but but some of them are just so funny and i wrote actually wrote a song about conspiracy theories and then while i was writing the song about conspiracy theories you know obviously one of the conspiracies is the illuminati and so mm. this song was a sort of second in line both inspired by this book and um yeah i mean i'm sort of torn abby because i think sort of um philosophically I'm on the side of the anti-Illuminati and I'm on the side of the conspiracy theorist, or as I Mm. like to call them, the realist or whatever you want to call it. And, you know, COVID just exposed so much of the, of the untruths that, that go on. But at the same time, a lot of them like are like my favorite conspiracy theory (laughs) is that the Royal family, the English Royal British Royal family were destroyed by the Luftwaffe during the World War II. And there were some alien observers who were watching and they are shape-shifting lizards. And so they took over the form of the royal family, but they're not very good shape-shifting lizards. So that's why they're like, the royal family have all got big ears and they're all really ugly and stuff. And because they're not very good shape-shifting lizards, they have to go back to their original form at night and so this is why Prince Charles insisted on sleeping in a separate bed to Lady Diana, because otherwise she would find out um, in separate rooms to Lady Diana, because otherwise she would find out he was, in fact, a shape-shifting lizard. <laughs> and then one night, Lady Diana went to visit Prince Charles and discovered mm. the truth about his shape-shifting lizardry, and that's when mm. they knew she had to go. And that is why Princess yeah. Diana died in that car crash. So, yeah. you know... I don't know who writes that material, but I need to find him and get him to write some material for me because it's uh, it's genius. It, now, it's quite genius, yes. There were, there were three of us in this marriage and it was very definitely crowded because you're a lizard. Um, but also, why isn't it also being a, a bit of a, a disservice to lizards? I mean, if people are evil, well, maybe. I mean, start... <laughs> You know, I mean, Stalin, you know, I've mentioned Stalin, Paul Pot, my, my favourite people, Mao. Um, isn't it yeah, sort of, um, isn't it letting them off the hook? to say that they're actually lizards rather than evil maybe, bastards. Maybe, maybe it is. But, like, one of my favourite films is called They Live, and it's an old John Carpenter film. I love and it, yeah, yeah. Every And so, you know, the sort of the main trope behind the film is that you there are these sunglasses, and every time you wear the sunglasses, you see the world as it really is, and everyone yeah, yeah. is in a, in a position of power as some kind of alien. And it, it just sort of, like, I can never work out if I've been cancelled or overlooked. And... Uh, and mm. it's it it just sort of explains everything, and so while 
our leaders definitely cover up huge amounts of stuff and they lie. I also think we crave, as human beings, we crave explanations. We crave certainty. And so often what gives us the certainty is the, is the conspiracy. And so I think we have a sort of tendency to see conspiracies where perhaps they're not. Some of the time, I suggest, stress a lot of the time, they're true. So, yep. um, so when you said, you know, who was I mocking there? Was I mocking the people who believe in the Illuminati or was I blocking, mocking the Illuminati themselves? A yeah. bit of both. Yes, and a very good answer. And on that note, we're going to go to a quick break, Dom, and we'll be talking a lot more. So uh, do not go anywhere or I'll send Joe Biden around to sniff your kids. <laughs> I'm Abby Roberts. This is TNT. TNT's Jeremy Nell, a gentleman in the UK who... Um, was falsely accused of rape and he spent four years behind bars now john this is a this is a tricky situation you're oh, talking yeah. about a very a very serious crime here the problem is is that the establishment sides with women which is why he ended up in jail yeah. but he, he didn't rape her so i've got a question for you what should happen to those women yeah, I, I felt very, very strongly, Jeremy, because I, and this is why, one reason why I quit the teaching profession, I had 20 years as a school teacher. Um, when this girl accused me, it, it was all vindictive. It was uh, kind of get you back for, for, you know, putting her in a place kind of thing. She couldn't accept discipline. Um, the retaliation, it, it cost me a year without pay as a school teacher. I, I was on, you know, unemployed. And effectively lost i lost my career in the community i had to move to a different part of the country jeremy now on today's news talk tnt the light is britain's far-right conspiracy theory paper spreading hate and vicious lies no that's what the bbc say the light is the only national newspaper bringing you the real news and informed opinion on what's really going on today you can subscribe order copies submit articles and read back issues on our website thelightpaper.co.uk and see for yourself why the establishment are so worried about the uncensored truth getting out to people every month. The Light Paper. Not for right, just right so far. thelightpaper.co.uk For lovers of truth, liberty, free speech and the pursuit of justice, Abby Roberts on today's News Talk TNT. Oh, hello, and uh, welcome back. And I'm with my lovely guest, Dominic Frisby. Uh, uh, we're still here talking about his wonderful Illuminati song. It's so good. It's so layered. Now, do you think, though, that there were people watching going, oh, yes, he's definitely, uh, all that stuff is absolutely, very definitely true and very serious? Because it does fascinate me that there will be people watching going, yeah, that's all right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Beyonce definitely uh, dresses up kind of in a black cloak and, uh, and, and uh, drinks the blood of children. Um, but I, well, I'm with you. How else does she maintain I that complexion? Exactly. How how else does she does she do it, and how else do I do it? Indeed, it does not involve the the blood of children. Um, not that I know of. Um, but um, but but it also I think because I think conspiracies that are very definitely right. I think it's called adrenochrome harvesting, isn't it? Adrenochrome yes. harvesting. Yes, exactly, adenochrome harvesting. Um, but it also, we have to be careful, don't we, that things like um, the the rollout, well, the, the the COVID, the rollout of the vaccines, the mRNA stuff, that that doesn't all get lost in the other stuff right. because that was very definitely 
um, uh, uh, done and is harming a lot of people around the world. I'll so say, my worry yeah. is that things get lost in the sort of... I mean, I find it interesting, all the stuff about, is Paul McCartney really Paul McCartney? But on the other hand, uh, it, 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 isn't, isn't, that sort of, um, isn't that sort of wasting a bit of time when we should be arresting all the bastards who are responsible for what's happened? Well, maybe, maybe. But um, like I say, I love them and they make me laugh. And But I recognise yeah. there's a truth to them as well. Yes. And uh, yes. But I think of all the um, things in that song that I'm most proud of, it is rhyming Beyonce with nonces. <laughs> that is a particularly, <laughs> particularly good line. <laughs> I do love that. So good. Um, although there were just so many good lines in that. And when you go, um, when you go, I want a, a better future for my family and me, but especially me it's so good and when you're um with a little wheelie case at the end because we didn't see it but you kind of you you sort of not sure which way to go and then you know, i love those little things you know where you just yeah, then we, you wander off my girlfriend and i were in palm springs and in um staying with my my mum lives out there in california and we were staying with my mum and and uh I'd been mean. I'd written the song for some time and been meaning to make a video and we just literally we just shot it on her phone and we had no because we were on holiday we had no like costumes or anything so we went down to tk max and we just bought we were just looking for stupid things and mm. so i bought that pair of shorts and a white shirt and i ended up looking like a mormon that wasn't de deliberate that's just because we were looking for something stupid and then we just mm. needed something and we just used my suitcase and just thought it'd be funny to walk around the hills around palm springs with my suitcase that's how that happened yeah, re really good. No, I, I love it. Really good. And you've written other uh, comedy songs. Because I mean, I should explain to people because we we got into the uh, into it quite quite quickly. Because I want to get through a lot of stuff that you are. So you're you're a comedian. We've gigged together uh, downstairs at the King's Head and uh, backyard. And and I know you've got a tour coming up. So let's plug that bloody tour. When when uh, well, what are the dates and what's that. happening? If any of your if any of your listeners or viewers happen to be in the UK uh, in March and April. Um, I've got lots of dates uh, in London and and it's it's a, it's a mini tour. I've got uh, five or six dates and we're literally we're testing the water to see if there's an appetite for Dominic Frisbee and his songs. And there's me and, and a brilliant keyboard player, one of Europe's best jazz keyboard players, Chad Long. And we've got dates in Surrey, Hampshire, Somerset, Essex, London and a couple of other places. But it's all... If you go to Frisbee's News, F-R-I-S-B-Y-S, -S, Frisbee's News, um, mm. you can find it all there or at DominicFrisbee.com. And yeah, please come. Uh, please come and support the anti-Illuminati and the Illuminati. Exactly. The the kind of, ooh. But you see, that's the great thing about, see, for me, free speech and freedom of association and freedom of expression, um, it, it, it mustn't be that within our own group that there is also the idea that we're not allowed to say... Is that really true? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. So, I th so I'm. I'm. Uh, yeah. So I'm very much in in, in that uh, with that position. Um. Also, you've written some other great songs. I remember 17 million fuck offs uh, about Brexit was bloody brilliant, and I think annoyed all the right people at the time. Yeah, that was my that was my big hit, and it got into the charts. So that was uh, that was my 15 minutes in the spotlight. That one. <laughs> yeah, and you didn't get the, and you didn't, uh, and you didn't have any special handshakes, or you weren't invited to, <laughs> to a to harvest well, some adenochrome from the being in the charts. I'm, uh, I'm, uh, 
I when I did my last show, Liz Truss, the former prime minister, was in the audience, and uh, apparently all the um, there was a group called the Spartans who were like. I think there was about 25 of them MPs who were like the last guys to stand up to Theresa May. And uh, apparently they used to play it in the House of Commons to like uh, in their when they had meetings to like G themselves up and strengthen themselves up and get into the right ma- mindset to uh, stand up to all the stuff that they had to deal with. Yeah, incredible. And Liz Truss, of course, oh, interesting she should be in the audience because she's been in America, hasn't she? Talking about the deep state. Yeah. Who'd have yeah. thought Truss Old Tross would be talking about. Uh, did that surprise you when you heard talking to Steve Bannon about that? I, I, I didn't hear the interval, but interview, but there's no doubt she was thrown under the bus by the deep state in the UK. Yeah. Yes. And that's very definitely. They were like, uh, a, she, and, yeah. Yeah. She, all she was trying to do, like, was she just reduced taxes by, it was a tiny amount. It was like 3%, 4%, but it was too much for them and they just, like, took her out. Yeah, Bank and that's definitely a definitely definitely a conspiracy theory that I we I, we know is definitely oh, no, correct. Uh, the, can, the deep state, hundred percent. I write as you know we I write um, a financial column and I follow financial markets very closely. And the Bank of England uh, started selling bonds for the first time in fifteen years, rather than buying them. You up until the um, then they'd been printing money and buying bonds since two thousand and eight, and they started selling bonds the day before Quasi Quateng's budget. And they just put huge selling pressure in the bond market. And then everyone blamed Quasi Quateng for the collapse in the bond market. But it was the Bank of England um, who, who broadcast that they were selling bonds and then selling bonds the day before that did for it. 100%. In- interesting. That, that is not My- a conspiracy. But I'm not yeah, singing a I, song about that because because it doesn't rhyme with Illuminati. <laughs> exactly. And it's quite a niche market. I think the Bank yeah. of England might have rigged the bond market and quasi quarting. Yeah, well, I sorry, have, to, yeah. not to that tune. <laughs> yeah, That's your tune. Well that. I'll stick it in. Yeah, I'll stick it in next time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's a, a matron. Uh, right. Uh, we're going to go. We've got to go to a news uh, news headlines, even though I am absolutely loving the chat with uh, Dominic. because so many fascinating things that, uh, that he talks about. Uh, so uh, here come the news headlines. I'll be back in a sec. I'm Abby Roberts. This is TNT. Hear about it. We're depending on our congressmen. Talk about it. The people have to stand up and say enough. Now, TNT Radio News. Matt Boyland here with your TNT headlines. Russian President Vladimir Putin has warned the US and NATO are flirting with nuclear war by floating the idea of sending Western troops into Ukraine. The UN has warned more than half a million people are just one step away from famine in Gaza, with many now surviving off animal feed. And Donald Trump has taken a swipe at Democrats, accusing them of engaging in a dirty disinformation campaign to divert attention away from Joe Biden's cognitive decline. Globalist agendas, democratic rights at risk, corruption, propaganda. It never stops. For the news and views silenced by the mainstream media, by government and corporations, vote one. TNT Radio. Free speech always has a home here. Stay up to date with the latest live news and current affairs delivered by our lineup of expert commentators and hosts. Listen to TNT Radio anywhere you go. Ask Alexa or Google to play TNT Radio or download the TNT Radio app for free from the App Store or Google Play. Today's news talk. This is TNT Radio. 
Hi guys, and I'm here with Dominic Frisbee, who also, as well as being a fantastic comedian and songwriter, as you've just seen, um, really brilliant satire, and um, also uh, writes about the financial markets. Uh, Dom, what, what were you always fascinated with numbers and measurements as a kid? Is that something that you sort of, you know, you, you had a, a penchant for? No, um, I was trying to raise <laughs> the straight money. answer. No, not not. I mean, I I used to read the financial pages a bit, but I, I've I've never really. I still don't think I can read a balance sheet properly, for example. But yeah. um, I've always been quite interested in how things work, and and how to improve the way that things work, and and so. But what really happened is in in the noughties, I was trying to raise the money to put on a musical, and there were all these very uh, clever people talking on the internet. And the internet was a very, relatively new thing, and I was trying to find a way to to find out how to make all the money that they seemed to have. And I started a podcast as a means to talk to them. And then one of the people I interviewed was a lady called Merrin Somerset Webb, who was the editor of Money Week at the time, and she just yes. offered me a column <laughs> writing about as you do. stuff. So I, was, I just, you know, Mr. Freelance, you're a comedian, you just do whatever, you kind of yeah. go wherever the work is. And... Um, yeah, so that's how I got started doing that. But I've always been very interested, particularly since that. Like, I never understood why houses cost so much money, and that always baffled me. How they could be so out of kilter with what normal people actually earn. And when I started reading about gold in the noughties, um, you know, gold was very political metal, and it used to be money. It used to be official money. It still is money in, in one sense of the word. But anyway, it used to be official money. And once you start reading about gold and then fiat money and fractional reserve banking, and it was like, oh, and now I understand why houses cost so much money. So it was a real, you know, um, moment of revelation for me. And I've just always been very interested in money. For me, um, like every single problem that we have in society and every every problem that people are arguing about in these culture wars and so on mm. they all come back to our system of money and and uh, uh, money and tax and if we if you, you know we argue about free speech and we argue about repression of this and too much government here and government policy there but if government did not have the power to print money at no cost to itself like when a body in a society has a, the ability to create money at no cost to itself, then it's inevitable that that body will grow too big within society. So it's no point going, the government shouldn't be doing this, the government shouldn't be doing this. If we simply change the money system, the government wouldn't be able to do that, this and that. And it wouldn't be able to do many of the terrible things that it does. And so for me, it changed the money system and everything else fixes itself. Yes, indeed, and um, it's interesting. I was just thinking about you know, uh, printing money and, um, and 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 things like taking land. I mean, do you, I, I think we've um, lived probably most of our lives with with an illusion that there's a choice, um, a, a democratic choice, because that's exactly the kind of things when people when when dictators like Stalin and Mao and Pol Pot when they're allowed to do that, that's precisely what happens in those countries. So really, essentially, we've been we, we've been living under a sort of benign dictatorships probably haven't we for most of our lives but haven't really necessarily realized it that it's all to do with money like you said money and tax and and that sort yeah, of stuff well it's we well live hidden under, isn't it yeah we live it's i wouldn't call it a it's a sort of system where it's just this system and nobody's designed it it's just could kind of evolved mm. but if anyone actually takes it on 
and tries to fix it, even by the minuscule amount that Liz trusted, then they get taken out. And the system is designed to look after the system. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, it's more powerful than any individual. Uh, you know, and, and even the prime minister or the US president, whoever, they can't seem to change the system. And how many times do you see somebody in a in a position of real influence, the chancellor of the exchequer or the prime minister or the head of the Bank of England or something, and then they, they don't do anything and then they resign and then they go, oh, we need to do this, this and this. And you're like, why didn't you do that when you had the power to do that? Why are you only saying this now? And sure. so, yeah, it's there's some kind of weird system that runs everything. But for me, like you take out the money system change the money system and then the system mm. implodes that's yes the that, that's patient. yes and that's a really really good point and of course vested interests nobody wants to give up there whoever they are the cabal uh which i do believe you know i do believe there's a kind of shadow you know people that we don't necessarily see every day they've got so billions and trillions of um invested why would they want to give that up it it, it is like it is like doing it isn't it it's packed with the devil you got that much yeah, money. Yeah, I mean, you know, the British royal family owns one sixth of the Earth's land surface. The British royal family owns one sixth. It's because it owns so much God. Canada and Australia, and they're such big, but one sixth. And they probably don't even know they own it. That's the ridiculous thing. I bet you if you said to Prince Charles, you know, he wouldn't know what land he owns in Australia and Canada, he just wouldn't know. And he might have some yeah. idea. And so it's almost like Prince Charles is 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 a puppet as well. I'm full. Well, I know he's a puppet. So yeah. I'd love to know who the who the, the puppet master actually is. But I, I'm not sure there is a puppet master. I just think it's it's a systemic thing. Systemic thing. Yeah. Fascinating. And uh, we just uh, we just have to chip away. And, and and I think comedy and satire and what you do is so I mean, I loved on the Delling Pod when you said, you know, you want to make people laugh and smile and and sort of and just sort of elevate people's lives. And that's what I mean, I try and do. I mean, obviously, there are serious issues. I mean, like the fact that show business, most people that we know in show business didn't go on the marches, didn't have any interest at all in uh, in the in people being compelled to have an experimental yeah. gene therapy. It, it, that that to me it, uh, was was a real that that opened my eyes pretty wide, actually. Um, They're all too worried. Everyone's too worried about their career. Everyone yeah. you like. I, you know, this is why it's so important to have fuck you money, to have so much yes. money. You get to the point where you just don't care anymore. And there are some people who've reached that point with not that much money, but there are, you know, actors, some actors like take a stand and a principle uh, in, inevitably, if they, something to do with Hollywood, they're on the wrong side of the argument, but, mm. but you know, at least they're taking a stand and a principle, but sometimes they're taking a stand and a principle to further their career. But yeah, you know, there were a few guys, James Woods and people like that, who who have just gone, yeah. I don't care. And and, and they're brave. Him. And they're a little bit, you know, they're a little bit, sometimes you read his stuff and you're like, ooh, back off, back down a little bit there on that one. But, you know, at least they're, they're, they're not scared. They've got, they've reached the point where they just go, fuck you, it's true, and I'm saying it. And I'm saying, um, yeah, exactly. And and, yeah. and what's and what's and, and what's the worst that can happen? Like, I mean, you you know, on your deathbed, you don't want to be lying there. Do you thinking, oh, if only I'd, well, if only I'd yeah, uh, pushed exactly. back a little bit, you know? Would you? I think that's a really valuable way to think, is to 
imagine your 85 or your 90 year old self looking back mm. and go, what I'm, I'm 85 and I'm looking back in my life. Would I be the prefer to be the guy who said this or the to p- prefer to be the guy who worried about getting the next gig and kept stum? And I, I think that's a yep. really good, it's not just with what you say, it's also with what you do in your life. You know, yeah. look back yeah. as a 90 year old and go, would I be rather be the guy who just said, fuck it, I'm going around the world and I'm going to see Argentina and I'm going to see Africa and yada yada? Or would I be, prefer to be the guy who just sat in an office and, and looked at a computer screen and did numbers on a spreadsheet for some guy that's making more out of me than I'm making myself? Yeah, very, very, very true indeed. And uh, we're going to go to a uh, another short break and we will be back very shortly with Dominic Frisby. Do not go anywhere or I'll come round and put a wind turbine in your garden. <laughs> I'm Abby Roberts. This is TNT. Give me a minute with TNT Radio's Steve Malsberg. Well, the gals of The View were at it again, this time defending the Biden family dog commander after it was revealed that the dog had been viciously attacking Secret Service agents for a long time. His name is Commander. The report found that there were at least, this is a lot, this is a lot, 24 (laughs) incidents of him biting folks. Well, it makes you wonder, what did he see that nobody else saw? Yeah, right? Really, Whoopi? Well, she wasn't finished. And she wasn't the only one on the view panel to make a fool of herself. All you gotta do is look at him. Look, look at, at him. Can you show that picture again? Look at his like, That's boy. right. Yeah. I'm walking. Listen I'm walking here. Yeah. I'm walking here. Yeah. Woo Listen to his name, Commander. That's He's in right. charge. He's I'm a, a guard. bite giant. He's a guard dog. <laughs> right. you know, that's that's why Ooh, right. I, I think people don't understand. You know, a lot of people just don't understand. Some things when it comes to dogs, it's just innate. It's part of their nature. Leave it to Sonny. Are you kidding us? Are you really kidding us? It's their nature? Whose dog goes around attacking people? Yours? Mine? Unbelievable. And if this had been Donald Trump as president and his family dog attacked Secret Service agents, harming them, hurting them, causing them to get stitches, and you know what? They'd be saying Donald Trump should lose his Secret Service protection. What a joke. Thanks for giving me a minute. I'm Steve Malsberg. Catch my show Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern, right here on TNT. On a virtual road, you can test the limits of your driving ability to see how fast you can go under the most extreme conditions, like when it's dark, when the weather's bad, or when the unexpected happens. The higher the speed, the harder the impact. But driving isn't a game or a race. When you're on the road, Just 10 miles per hour over the limit can mean the difference between life and death. You're responsible for people's lives and your own. Slow down and save lives. Pour yourselves a drink from the non-globalist drinks cabinet. Grab some salted nuts and have a mingle with great people. Abby Roberts on today's News Talk TNT. Hello, uh, welcome back uh, to the Abby Roberts Show. Uh, now, I do believe we have somebody on the phone uh, who's quite should be known to most people. Uh, President Trump, oh, <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this. Are you there? Abby, I'm totally here. Can you hear me now? <laughs> yes. Go ahead, yeah, President Trump. What have, what have you got to say? I think last week, I think the communications, I think it might have been China. There. You know what they're like, Xi Jinping, I know him so well, he's been spying on me, what can I say? 
But what I want to say is what an incredible show. Dominic, Dominic's such a great guest. Frisbee, crazy name, but I like it. And, you know, he's such a versatile guy. Dominic, versatile Frisbee, that's what I call him. Great guy. How are you? I'm, uh, I'm yes, I'm, I'm very well. It's, <laughs> it's up to, I'm, it's up I'm to really Dominic excited to, to be talking to the US president. Yes. Dominic, did you hear that? You're doing so well. I love everything you do, Dominic. I was listening to you on the, the Jimmy Delling Poll podcast. I call him Jimmy. He doesn't mind. Little Jimmy, great guy too. I really like him. So good. How are you? Skinny Jimmy. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good, thanks. He reminds me like a little velveteen rabbit. He's so tiny. <laughs> you can probably pick him up and put him straight in your pocket. You can pick him out and you give him a little stroke, a little cuddle. Such a, he's, he's pretty cute. Wonderful guy. Wonderful. So good. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Trump, can I ask you a question? Of course, fire away. What hair, what's the fire name away. of your hairdresser? No, there's no, there's absolutely no need for that. I've got beautiful hair. I go to the same hairdresser as Abby Roberts. I know. That's it. why I want to know the name of it. <laughs> Piss off. I mean, <laughs> Listen, you'll, you'll have to go through the secret service to find that out. I'm not going to divulge. I'm not going to do it. And you can't make me do it either. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, and how, how's, uh, uh, where are you now? Are you in South Carolina still? Are you in Florida? So we're, we're not. We're in Texas. We're at Eagle Pass. We've got a lot of work to do. We're going to sort out the border. There's too many people coming through illegally, and we're going to put a stop to it. That's what we're going to do. But we're doing so well. We're doing a great job. Joe Biden, Sleepy Joe, not so good. He's not doing so well. You know, he doesn't know what day of the week it is. You know, he's terrible. <laughs> Have you seen him on stairs? He can't do any stairs. He's terrible on the stairs. It really is. It's so sad. Really sad news. But we're doing great. We're winning so bigly. We're going to take back that beautiful white home. I call it the White House. That's what I call it. Awesome. And how's, how's Melania? Is Melania well? Melania's doing super great. But, you know, she can be a little bit of a sourpuss at times. It's hard to make her smile. But, Abby, she listens to you so regularly. And you really put a smile on her face. You really do. TNT Radio, it's a great show. Abby Roberts, everybody should be tuning in. Listen to Abby Roberts. She's making the airways great again. You know it. I know it. Everyone knows it. It's so good. Miss, Mr. Bless Trump, you. Are, are you are you in the Illuminati? I'm not going to answer that question, Dominic. You know it. I'm not going to. Don't put me in a corner. Never put baby or Trump in a corner, especially baby Trump. <laughs> Don't put me in a corner. Please. <laughs> I think we... I think yes. I think uh, he's had a knock on the door from somebody in 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 the Secret Service. Uh, thank you, President Trump. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I'll see you uh, next week. Hear you next week. Fantastic. So good. So good to chat to you. Anyway, I gotta go. Got bless a lot you. of things to take care of. I'll talk to you again. Yep. God bless every single one of you. God bless.
God bless you. Uh, thanks, thanks, sir. Thanks, sir. Uh, that was President Trump. You know, this show just gets crazier and crazier. It's unbelievable. Um, it should be proper serious journalism. But anyway, I've managed to turn it into a kind of weird hybrid, which I love, actually. I really love. So, Dom... Um, I'm very just... impressed that you've got the US president on the show, Abby. You're clearly it's... moving and shaking. I, I am definitely moving and shaking. I'll probably loop, probably people going, mm, I wonder if Abby's in the Illuminati. That'll be the next thing, you know, there'll be people watching this going, oh, Abby's very definitely. Is she a normie? Is she, is she a normie? Uh, no, is is the answer. I mean, I can be. Is, you know, is Trump I, Illuminati or is he the enemy of the Illuminati? That's a good question. Is he a white hat? Whatever that means. I mean, is he a, yeah, that's a good question. Is he, I mean, I personally think he's he's part of the system. I hope he's not still listening <laughs> when I say that. Um, uh, because he was very, you know, he, he seemed to love all the big farmer stuff, didn't he, in 2021? Yeah, he out, was very so. pro. He, was, he dealt with I actually quite admired the way he dealt with it because he was going, I took the vax, you should take the vax. I know you don't want to take the vax, but you should take. So he was, he kind of, you know, uh, respected people's individual choice. In a in a way yeah. that Biden didn't. Biden just basically said anyone who didn't take the vaccine was was evil. Yes, was evil and should be well, like a lot of CNN, all those terrible. Is it Rachel? What's her name? Mad Mad Mado Mado, who was just saying said, uh, said on uh, on one of her broadcasts, it very definitely the vaccine definitely will stop you ever getting COVID, uh, and uh, you definitely won't die. So you have to take it. It was just bizarre. These kind of weird claims. Yeah, they claims, were just so you know? uninformed. But there was, I think, it's because a load they took it, and um, because they'd taken it they felt that everyone else should and yeah. they were perhaps yeah. slightly ashamed or felt slightly guilty or something that that they hadn't had the they resented those that had the willpower to go no i'm not taking it buyers um, buyers remorse it could be yeah. called couldn't it um where you just go, yeah, yeah i mean so. there's a lot of evil evil shit went on and that's why i yeah. don't know if you saw my I, I i don't know if you saw my video the great wall of um jeremy Jeremy's uh, Jeremy Hunt's. I've got to use the rhyming slang, otherwise I really will get fired. Although I have dropped the C bomb on my third show um, by accident. Um, yeah, so the Great Wall of Jeremy's, which was basically a wall in Richmond with all the people in the media, about twenty six people, huge posters of people that had said, you know, uh, like Andrew Neil, who said Refuseniks should be punished. You know, vaccine refuse Nick. So it was about it was about twenty four, twenty five, yeah. and actually that was only the 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 tip of the iceberg of the media. I mean, we could have oh used every wall in Richmond Park that we could find to fill. But uh, yeah, what got me was that, mm. like, it was this thing of if the vaccine works, what does it matter if some people don't want to be vaccinated because the vaccine works and you've taken the vaccine, therefore you're safe. So this narrative that people should be punished for not taking the vaccine kind of exists only because the vaccine didn't work. Yes, exactly. And also, no vaccine uh, previously, they've never claimed that if somebody... It's like, if you don't take the flu vaccine, but somebody else does, it's 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 the person that's taking the flu vaccine that they... Well, I mean, we're into a whole other whole other ball of wax yeah, and, then and about it, the fact that that's not effective off. either. Yeah, and it started off. They went, um, it the vaccine stops the spread, and then that changed. Yeah. It doesn't stop the spread. It just stops you. Then it just it make it it lightens up 
COVID. If you get it, you don't get it as badly. And then that's sort of morphed now into uh, it wasn't really any good and it give you a heart attack if you're a young bloke. If you're a young bloke. I mean, and it is. I mean, honestly, the deaths. Um, I mean, that that is something that's very definitely. I mean, I, I, I was arrested uh, last year, Dom, I don't know if you know, outside the COVID inquiry for uh, swearing. And I was give. I, I spent 17 hours in a, in a police cell in Hoban uh, because I was there basically saying, you know, we've got to talk about this stuff because there are people who have, you know, were compelled, were coerced into having this thing. Um, and it has it, it has either killed them or has given them lifelong, you know, uh, um, uh, injury. Um, and why aren't we, why aren't people talking about it? And I, so I was, I spent 17 hours, I was in the Nick uh, police cell. I didn't cell. know that. Well, good yeah, for you. It, well it, done. And, and your 90 year old terrifying, self actually. looking back, your 90 year old yeah. self looking back will be pleased that you did that. You'll be, you'll yes, be proud thank of you, Dom. When you look back thank you. Yeah, it, it was it was, was one of those moments where I thought, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm, I'm not comparing myself to Solzhenitsyn or, you know, Julian Assange, because I did think to myself, yeah, abs, OK, it's 17 hours. I mean, but but it was just the it was the weird thing of saying to people, but you know that that tenets of the Nuremberg Code have been have been violated. Very. That's a fact um, just mm. through the, you know, the, the word coercion alone. And it was just that I, I even told the coppers in the police station, I said, you know, you know that this is what I said is true. I said, and there'll be people in this police station who may have been injured by it and it was really interesting they there was a kind of there was a, a de very definite feeling sort of they felt slightly uh uncomfortable and somebody said well you shouldn't have you shouldn't have said anything to the police and i said well you only get one shot if i could reach somebody then maybe you know it might, might have made them think a bit yeah yeah i mean i'm so pleased i avoided taking the vaccine and yeah. uh i'm pleased i did but i wasn't i wouldn't call myself certainly not at first, an anti-vaxxer. I was just like, I, at the point where I wanted to travel and you needed to have taken the vaccine to travel, I got mm -hmm. COVID. And so that, and then the NHS gave you a six month pass at that point and you could travel for six months uh, because you'd had COVID and therefore you wouldn't get it for another six months. So that was the point. And then by the time the next six months, the the whole thing had the, the the narrative had started to unravel, so I consider myself yeah. quite lucky. But yeah. um, I'm so proud of myself now for not having taken it, even though the truth wasn't because I was some great principal. It was just I just didn't get around to it. Put it off. Yeah, but at least you're honest, yeah. Dom. You know, a lot of a lot of people go, yeah. "Oh yes, I, I I very definitely looked at all the medical literature. Uh, I know what mRNA is. I know what you know, which of course is all yeah. a load of bollocks, largely. I mean, with me, it was more that I was terrified. I thought I don't want it, um, and I thought, hang on a minute, it was like you know, it reminded me of you know when the when the age groups came down. It was like seven, 75, 70, 65, 60. and when it hit fifty. You know what the the, yeah. the age age of people have it. I literally went. I I put a cupboard up against my front door because I thought <laughs> you're not you're not coming for me. You know, it was really yeah. people forget that time, Dom. It was a yeah. My kids terrifying. had it. My kids wanted to go out to a nightclub. Right, right. They right. just wanted to go out, so they had it. Yeah. And I didn't. I wasn't sort of. You, you know, it was just like we have to do it because we want to go out. We want to get out of the house. Yeah. And I, I wish now I'd been like, I'll get you a fake um one and do that but anyway doesn't matter yeah but anyway i mean but that's why that's why i um bang on so much on twitter and it's almost like a, i'm a stuck record that the justice that it has to, it, there has to be some kind of um you know there has to be some kind of reckoning 
for these yeah. people. Um, but anyway, um, thank you, Dom. God, uh, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to end necessarily on the talking about vaccines. Bless you, mate. Will you come back? Come back in a few I'd, weeks. I'd and love we, to. And, we'll and yeah, and please come and see me on tour. Frisbees.news is where all the Frisbees. dates are. Frisbees.news. Please, yes, go and see Dominic. He is fantastic. And do uh, check out the Illuminati song on YouTube. So brilliant, Dominic. Thank you so much for joining me, mate. Uh, Great to see you looking so well, wearing your little gold... uh your little gold necklace as well. <laughs> Bless you, mate. Um, okay, so that was Dominic Frisby. Uh, we're going to go to the news uh, very, very... Oh, in about three seconds. Shit! Okay, have a great weekend. Uh, this has been the Abby Roberts Show. Take care of yourselves. Be seeing you. Hold up. 